Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Happy New Year to all. And we wanted to start out the first podcast of the year for your game featuring one of our favorites. She's one of the top 50 best teachers of the LPGA and in the elite class of four. LPGA Hall of Fame instructor and the creator of Golf 8.5, Kay McMahon joins us today. Hello, Kay. Happy New Year to you and to all of your listeners. So we're going to kick off the year in a new fashion. Well, um, I thought today's topic uh, would be how to practice how to practice with purpose Kay because you know I think most golfers we kind of go out there we you know hit some balls um, you know we don't put a lot of intention to our practice a lot of times and you know whether you have 15 minutes a half an hour I know you've got some keys to help golfers improve not only their game but improve their practice well you're absolutely right we see people just going out to the range and always just kind of batting balls around and really not having any um, intention of what they're doing they want to hit it straight they want to hit it far and they want to make good contact but I think going out and having um, an intention or what I would call a purpose to your practice so they always say you know have have it with attention and intention but I like to call it a little bit more like have an awareness. First off, have a plan of what you want to do. And oftentimes we try to work on too many things. So at the range or even on your short game or wherever you're going to be, try to practice just one or two things that you're trying to do. But the key in this in the practice is to have an awareness of what you're trying to do. But if you first don't have a plan of what you're trying to do, like I'll just take short game and chipping, you could set down your um, – railroad tracks or your alignment sticks and all you're trying to do is to keep the club face square as long as you can through that um, your tracks and that would be just a a real simple purpose and then you could say I either did it or I didn't do it and it makes it um, an awareness of what you're doing so that therefore you can change it if you're not aware of what you're doing and just have it always just result from what the ball's doing um, you first got to figure out what the stick and you are doing you know what I mean by the stick is the club if that makes sense to you. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about uh, putting. What's what's a drill uh, that you recommend and would be a, a good one for our listeners? Well, I often think that people think that they're bad putters. But um, way back when, when I was playing competitively, I thought the same thing until I really uh, changed my focus or, again, I had a different plan. So... I took uh, two balls at uh, three feet, four feet, and five feet, and just a straight-up hill putt. I think this is a great drill. And I said I only took two balls, and I did at three feet. I did it five times, and I counted out of ten balls that I would make at three feet, how many I would make, and then I did the same thing at four feet, and I did the same thing at five feet, and I kept a log, meaning at three feet I might make seven out of ten or I might make eight out of ten and at four feet I might make five out of ten and at five feet I might make two out of ten 
But if you do this each day and you kind of keep the log, then pretty soon you're starting to realize that maybe at about four to five feet, you're making 80% of your putts, which is really a pretty good statistic. So when you go out to play, you can say, I may miss a couple, but I'm really going to be more on the higher end of the percentage thing of knowing that I can make 80% of these putts. And so it really kind of takes that choke factor out rather than we always tend to focus on the ones that we have missed. But if you flip that around, like they call it reframing, you say, I'm making 70 or 80% of my four to five footers and I'm making 90% of my three footers. They don't seem like those three footers get so long, like they look like they're 30 feet. So I found that keeping a log and it's just a matter of that doesn't take very long at all. Uh, you know, you're making 30 putts um, from a very short distance. It might take you 10 minutes to putt, but it's really going to change your whole confidence and, and the way you think about your putting would be a great drill. Absolutely. And if you've ever gone to a professional tournament and watched the pros practice, you know, especially those uh, money putts, right? Uh, the ones that avoid those bogeys, Kay, uh, you know, you see these guys do putt after putt after putt. It's um, really uh, a, a good opportunity to watch pros practice on the putting green. Well, Holly, you're absolutely right. And they, they are, they're practicing what I'm also going to call technique. So, so often we focus on the ball, you know, that we want to get it in the hole. That's the whole idea. But we want to practice technique, meaning they want to know how, what they're doing, how the club's operating, how the club's hitting the ball. So they're also practicing technique. And they do the same thing, you know, with their pitches and their chips and their long game. Um, that's another whole topic we could talk about is oftentimes when you go to a golf tournament to watch pros, you see them warming up which is way different than the way they actually practice. So practice, what they're really doing is they're working on their technique, and it's not just about seeing how far they hit it. They want to know exactly what their swing's doing, how they're doing it. So at tournaments, like I said, they're warming up. But we don't see often enough of how pros actually practice or change their swings. And that's what um, I think most amateurs really need to realize is that the pros aren't always beating ball after ball after ball. They're sometimes just working on their positions or where they are in their swing and then trying to hit the ball. Um, that makes me think of the topic of alignment because I think that's something that, you know, golfers struggle a lot with. Um, what are your tips about how to, you know, practice better alignment? Um, you know, some people just, you know, aren't, uh, necessarily visual you know we know there's uh, three different modes right visual auditory kinesthetic um, you know you often hear tiger talk about his feels so there's so many aspects um, to really figure out what's the best way to practice for the individual player well i think you hit on one of my favorite topics is alignment um way back when when I first started teaching, I always did uh, parallel lines, you know, and put the alignment sticks down, and then you go out, out in the golf course, and everybody's misaligned, or they came back for another lesson, and they're still all misaligned. So I had to change my thinking and how I really taught um, parallel lines. They are parallel lines, meaning your ball needs to be on the target line, so it's like railroad tracks. 
and your foot line or your body line is like the other railroad track. Well, visually, railroad tracks look like they meet in the distance. Uh, but in reality, they really don't. So what happens is, and you're kind of playing right into what I will call our GCAP or our four pre-swing principles of my 8.5, uh, we call GCAP. If, if we um, set the club face down to our intermediate spot in front of us, and then we set our feet to the club head. When we look up, our shoulder line for right-handers will always go a little bit to the left of our target line or our target. So then everybody wiggles their feet and moves it back around. All right, so we have what we call, um, I think of it as you have to look at it as if it's a piece of pie. So in other words, your shoulder line is going to be at what I call a secondary target, which is about 30 degrees left of where you think you're going to be absolutely correct. The perception, so we call it perspective, is like the railroad tracks look like they meet in the distance. Now we're in the reverse, and so you have to flip that over, so it has to look to you like a piece of pie. Another thing that people, you know, struggle with is how close they are to the ball, right? They go out and they're, you know, trying to get comfortable, and, you know, they, they you call it the penguin walk, moving back off the ball, <laughs> moving closer to the ball. We've all seen, you know, that guy named Harry who uh, just can't stop his feet from moving. Uh, share a little bit about, about your thoughts on posture. Right. Well, uh, for the last probably now 15 to 18 years, we have yet to teach posture. But by not teaching posture, not teaching posture, we actually get everybody in a perfect posture position. So what we've done is what we call GCAP. And as you alluded to, you have to do things in the correct order. Um, meaning that most people set up to the golf ball and they first set their feet, then they do their grip, then they try to get in their posture position or they have a combination thereof. But if you first, the G stands for grip, if you first grip the club with the club up in the air, the leading edge is perpendicular to the ground. The next step is the club head, which is the biggest step of all. And you step in with your back foot um, and you set the club head down as it's designed. You're now aiming it. Then you align your feet. It puts you in an absolutely perfect posture position. So by doing those four things, it takes care of what you just um, said, is that it tells the club tells you um, how far to stand from the ball. So you're always the same distance from the end of the club, or the butt end of the club, but you're a different distance from the ball. So by doing it in the right order, you never have to question how far the, you are to the ball or how far to stand. The other thing it takes care of is ball position, and it takes care of um, your posture, and it takes care of your alignment or your aim. So by doing what we call GCAP, um, you will then not have to think of all those things, so you've actually decluttered your brain, and you won't do that uh, Mexican hat dance over the top of the ball and stand there forever. So it actually overall decreases the time that you're sitting up over the top of the ball that you have all those terrible thoughts going on in your head. And so we've... Go ahead. It creates the, the perfect uh, pre-shot routine, which is another thing that, you know, I think uh, a lot of amateurs uh, do not do very successfully. Uh, so I, I highly recommend people check out your website, educationgolf.com, to learn more about uh, GCAP and, and Golf 8.5. That's 
E-D-U-K-A-Y-T-I-O-N golf.com. And uh, Kay, let's let's talk about the big stick. Everybody, you know, wants to go to the range and and uh, you know hit the driver. Uh, it's way more fun. We get way more uh, you know joy out of you know banging that 250-yard drive. What are some tips on on practicing with the big stick? Well, going to our GCAP, what we just talked about, um, and going all the way to the big stick, is that we have found through our webinars that we're doing online that we talk about GCAP all the time. And I and everyone starts to do it with their driver. But I always recommend that this pre-shot routine, everyone says have a pre-shot routine, but this gives you what to do for a pre-shot routine. But it's from your putter all the way to your driver. And if you start to do that with your from the putter all the way to the driver, you're going to find your driver is going to be better because the ball position and the distance from the ball is going to be much better. The second thing I can recommend that when you get to the range and do it with your driver is go through some slow motion drills of your swing. You don't have to hit it far, but go through um, an easy, maybe medium speed swing to see if you can get good contact. The better contact you get, then start to do your speed. We always think of distance as speed it does have something to do with it but centerness of contact to the ball um, has more to do with distance and speed um, so every quarter of an inch you're off the center you're going to lose somewhere between 10 and 20 yards in distance and direction so we always work first on centerness of contact and that's what the pros work on ball contact 